Oh, oh, I gotta tell you guys this. Um, I really fucked up about a week and a half ago. I've been trying all these different hot sauces, and I decided to air fry some wings and use the last dab sauce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now you'll recall that on the actual show they put a little bit of sauce. I decided to make a whole buffalo sauce out of the the last dab. And uh, the first three were delicious. Uh, and then the next 11 were hell. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was rough sledding from that point forward. <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. It's fine. I, I survived. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Kesnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from, sometimes, just want to go slow, it's Tim Hansen. What the fuck does that even mean? What's the opposite of going fast? Oh, gotta go fast. Because last oh episode you gotta go fast. Now sometimes you want to go slow. I already forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, it was like an hour and a half ago. It was so forever I forgive you for not remembering that. Remember, Tim, my memory's not that. My memory's not that great, guys. You can't true. forget something you didn't actually listen to. So that's true. Yeah, but I did. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it and I forgot it. Sorry, I you wasn't did. listening. Yeah. yeah. No, we picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you couldn't you couldn't hear us because you're too busy uh getting on your cell phone to try and phone this episode in. No, I'm trying. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking at hot sauces to buy. Oh uh, yeah, we were having extensive hot sauce talk before uh, before this episode. And uh, look, man, I cannot sing enough praises about the freaking Hanks uh, linger sauce. Dude, I, it's I, so good. I need I need to get me some Hanks. I haven't had Hanks in so long, man. It's it's killing they, uh, me. Dude, I you... got a uh, a box of Hanks, brought it home from Sea Isle when we were there over the summer, and they had one sauce that uh, the ski daddle with like the daddle pepper, uh, and they didn't have it. It was out of season, but they'll have it in the fall. And so the moment it came back in the shop, I ordered a box of Hanks sauces <laughs> and and rubs. I got one or two more that they had thrown in that they had added later on. But as soon as they got more, I'm like, I'm ordering it. So I I, I paid the shipping. I was like, I don't care. These are great hot sauces, high quality, and uh, did disappoint. Didn't disappoint. You, you think? Uh, you think we could get a sponsorship deal with Hanks? See if like maybe they could send us hot sauce. We talk about their sauce every episode. I'd be totally down for that. <laughs> it's, instead of recouping the cost of the actual show that we put out, we just like you know what? If you just send us free hot sauce, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be yeah. all right. Toast. Small business helping it. small business right now. Like small business helping small business. <laughs> Uh, Hanks is good though, man. Hanks is very good. What, what sauce were you looking up, Timmy? Um, I'm trying. So there's one I want to buy because we just ran out. It's called uh, Eagle Wings Pineapple Teriyaki. It's got a good mm. little bit. It, it was from one of the first uh, wing challenges I did for TSC, that the mm. fundraiser we've done twice. 
which will unfortunately not be coming back this year because people went to the hospital last year. But besides oh, the point, Jesus, listen, so the, you got to know your limits and people just didn't. So they ended up in the hospital like a bunch of idiots. Should we do the TSC fundraiser on this show? Just just hold it here as part of the Brose podcast. Uh, that is an excellent idea. I think that I, mean, is I could a, I could have well, done this better, a better job by not putting you on the spot in the middle of us well, recording the show <laughs> and asking you off the air like a true professional. But instead, I've decided to do it in front of all of the listeners. Uh, honestly, I I think that's a pretty good idea, and I can definitely get some interest. And we can do uh, the 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 getting saucy with Parker B probably won't be coming back this year, but that doesn't mean we can't do our own thing on his and his family's behalf for the same research. So yeah, I not? think. That's a pretty sweet idea there, Matt. Why not, man? Come on. We got a a moderately sized small platform here on the Brose podcast. You know, again, we're we're looking to help out small organizations like (laughs) Hank Sauce and this Getting Saucy with Parker B. Uh, TSC Research uh, Initiative. I've got got a Twitch stream with 100 followers. Maybe we can get some people coming from there as well. So. There we go. You guys do good work on that fundraiser. It's an entertaining show. We'll talk. but but the point is, uh, Martha and I have been using it on uh, all sorts of pork products. Like this particular sauce goes great on ham steaks, pork chops, mm-hmm. honestly any white meat. And we finally ran out. I was like, oh, I gotta buy more. And now I'm seeing the all problem- these other sauces that I have, and I was like, ooh. But we haven't finished that, so I can't buy another bottle until I finish the one we've got. <laughs> the problem with with good sauce, and this isn't true of every sauce, but I think it's especially true of barbecue sauce, is that the stupider the name the better the sauce is. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we went down to uh, North Carolina over the summer, my wife and I stopped at this place called Pigman uh, in the Outer Banks, a uh, barbecue joint uh, on on the uh, on the strip. And uh, they have a sauce called Cock Sauce. Uh, <laughs> it's a bar- barbecue sauce that's specifically designed uh, to be used for chicken recipes. I'm like, oh, God, this is so stupid. Of course I bought it. And, <laughs> Naturally. Uh, and, and it's been staring me in the face for months because we went back in August. And so it's like September, October, November, December. I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I bought this stupid-ass sauce. It's got big chicken on the cover and everything like that. Uh, but then I finally made some some uh, breaded barbecue uh, chicken tenders. And God damn, if that sauce isn't really good. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a high-quality uh, and I don't know if this is confirmation bias because I'm like, well, it's a chicken sauce. And I put it on chicken, so obviously, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, but it worked out really well. Nice. Yeah. nice. That That's can also go sauce. the other way because oh, Nugget and Futs is like one of the worst and most painful sauces I've ever had. But that's a fucking yeah. funny name. Nuck and Futs. Yeah, true. 10 out of 10. Don't recommend. <laughs> don't recommend. Uh, this has been Sauce Talk with Bros. A Podcast. <laughs> right? uh, Sorry, guys. Which is uh, no, man. Dude, dude, I can talk about hot sauce forever. Pro, uh, <laughs> we're a pro hot sauce podcast. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we are pro food, pro hot sauce. Uh, now the Brose podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, and if you've listened to any of our previous, uh, my God, like 180 or episodes or something like that uh, before this, you know that the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, refreshing glass of wine. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air uh, with our with our trademark mirth, you know, the people streets are talking about the, the mirth on this podcast. It's something that we're kind of known <laughs> so for. So mirthy. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people like, yo, you, mirth. Uh, but what if you that wanna, mirth uh, do? Yeah, you got to go that mirth. 
So if you want your question answered on the air with that trademark mirth, uh, you want to email that question to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, but first, we should talk about what we are drinking tonight, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what we do. Yeah, that's that's what a we big do. part of the show. I've been doing it for, for over three years now. I mean, it's kind of our bit. So, uh, so uh, Sean, let's start with you. What are you drinking? I'm drinking 19 Crimes Cali Rosé. And uh, so I finished the bottle, and it was not good. <laughs> Just overall unpleasant experience. Would not recommend Snoop Dogg's wine. End of end of statement. <laughs> what a bummer! Yeah, it is a bummer. Things that Snoop has done wrong this year. I can't get over how good the halftime show was, man. That was such a good show. The freaking halftime show was amazing. Like, every time I think about it, like the the Kendrick Lamar bit was incredible. Uh, Snoop was Snoop is ageless. It's it's really good. It's really good. I, th- I think my my least favorite part of it was the first thing I noticed about. Kendrick Lamar's dancers is like this looks like a scene out of Meteor Man. And <laughs> Meteor Man. Have you guys never seen this movie? No. Oh my god! I've only ever met a handful of people who've seen it. Sorry to sidetrack, but like, it ends up being about like a a guy gets hit by a meteor in like inner city insert city name here, becomes a superhero and he's like I'm gonna make people proud of me, but then. There's a gang that essentially dresses exactly like all of Kendrick Lamar's backup dancers. So I just took a, a like I found a, a screenshot of those guys and they're called the Golden Lords. And I just slapped okay. it on. I was like, Kendrick Lamar's dancers be like this. Be like this. Sometimes it'd be like that. I got one text from one of my old coworkers like, man, that was perfect. I was about to put it up. <laughs> Everyone else is uh, like crickets. Sorry, when, you're not, when you're not creating your own Meteor Man memes, Tim, <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? Scotch. Scotch? All right. Uh, what about tonight, specifically? This, this evening, I uh, one, I totally echo Sean's uh, poor review of Snoop Dogg's wine. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. Uh, but I am drinking 19 Crimes of the Uprising, which is a red wine aged for 30 days in rum barrels for... Some homage to the Rum Rebellion in Australia in 1808. It is a delicious red wine. Uh, nice, dark, rich, fruity flavors to it. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. Have you been drinking Old Forester bourbon lately? It's really Ooh, good, good choice. For the, pr- Very for the good price choice. point? Mm, mm. For the money, it's pretty good. It uh, is. Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking Zach Alexander Brown's Uncaged Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, this is Zach Brown from the Zach Brown Band. And it, I, I would say probably 6 out of 10 might recommend. Uh, not bad. I, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I've almost finished it. This is my last glass. I am drinking Kendall Jackson Vintner's Reserve Zinfandel. Uh, this is a good and dry Zinfandel. Uh, and uh, Kendall Jackson, as I mentioned before, is a, a staple in the Casnell McKay household. Love me some Kendall Jackson. Haven't had a Kendall Jackson wine that I didn't like before. Uh, and the Zinfandel is really good. Uh, normal First Kendall Jackson wines I had had were, were more on the, the lighter side or the, 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 the bubblier side, like the Chardonnays and things like that. Uh, they make some damn good reds, though. They make some damn good reds. All right, Sean. 
You got our last round of questions, correct? I do. All right, great. Brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. But uh, what do we got first? Have you watched Euphoria? Are those kids okay? Who is this show for? I have no idea. No, those is. kids are not. What okay. is it reference to? Well, uh, you expl- somebody so explain this to me. Euphoria is an HBO show. It has a Zendaya or Zendaya. I'm not really sure how you pronounce it. Um, ah. And a bunch of other people. I don't really know. I've not really watched it. I just know there's a lot, a lot, a lot of drug use, heavy drug use in it. Um, and uh, I hear it's really good. But I also hear like it could, it 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 goes a little over the top with the with the drug use to where it could potentially be triggering to to to, to addicts and and such that like, I don't know. It's 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 just it's it's just one of those shows that are, I don't know. I don't really know too much. I just know there's a lot of heavy drug use and it's pretty pretty wild. But also I hear it's really good. Yeah, that these are kids. How old are these kids? They're supposed to be in high school, but yeah. Zendaya is 25. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure wow. most of the cast is actually in like the same age range, passing as yeah. teenagers. You know, like Dawson's Creek back in the day, but <laughs> yeah. with drugs and more sex. My, mom, my, my wife is watching that, um, uh, the dropout, the, the Theranos, uh, Elizabeth Holmes uh, d- dramatization of her life. And they have mm-hmm. Amanda Seyfried playing like, playing Elizabeth Holmes in college uh, as well. So I mean, that seems like a fairly uh, par for the course. If it, if it, whether or not it should be is another question, but it seems like a fairly par for the course. Like they age her down like 18 years in that, in that mm-hmm. show. John, have you, so have you watched these, this at all? I've, I've only watched Mary's watched it and I've like been, been there sometimes. So I've seen like snippets, so I don't have the whole story, but like I, I get the, the vibe of the show. Which is very, uh, very heavy drug use and lots of sex. Well, it sounds like that uh, wasn't Selena Gomez in a movie a couple years ago that had like a whole bunch of like Spring Break or something like a whole yeah. bunch of drug use. that was like unnerving for the the age and the the everything for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Reminds me, it sounds like that. Yeah. So everything I've heard about this show is it's supposed to be it. It the, it's supposed to show you both sides of the coin because like, yeah, obviously there is a reason that people turn to drugs and enjoy them, but also there's a lot of damage that it does to you as a person, to your emotional state and also to your relationships with those around you. I'm, I'm like I said, this is just stuff I've heard. I have not watched the show. Um, but I think the last part of this question, who is that show for, is important because a lot of people are like concerned that it's like, is this for kids? This is about high school. And it's like, I don't, I, I, I it might be more so for either just outside, just out of high school kids, but showing them a very brutal and very honest portrayal of like, yeah, these, you, you should know all of these things. Maybe, potentially, because honestly, I think a lot of the reason a lot of people as a teenager, if you told me, yeah, you should avoid this and don't do that. I went like, cool, I'm going to wait till you're not looking and I'm going to do it like that. That's that's kind of the culture we've developed. And then everything becomes more 
we're keeping secrets and then it's more dangerous that way rather than just like being honest and like hey i'm gonna do this in a safe way but up front that i'm doing it and stuff like that i, I don't know so i don't know who the audience is for but there's also a lot of concerns it's like well kids watch this show and it's like why yeah. well, zendaya is yeah. in it it's like yeah. zendaya was a disney actress she is no longer a Disney actress. If you are letting your child watch this show, then you are a fucking terrible parent. <laughs> like there, there's a there's a uh, there's a snippet of an interview or like a panel that she does, and a kid starts asking her a question about like, was this a difficult adjustment to go from previous roles to this? And like you can realize, like seven words in, you see Zendaya realize. Oh shit, this is a child asking me this. And her response is essentially like, Why are your parents letting you watch this? Like, why are they doing at some point parents need to take responsibility? And I think that's where a lot of the problem is coming. Is that oh yeah, Zendaya, she she was Disney. You guys can watch this. The fact that it's on HBO should already be your first warning. That no, your child should not fucking watch this show. Um, so yeah, no, those kids aren't okay, and that's kind of the point from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. And don't let children watch this show. It's not like the exact same show, but it sounds like it falls into like the 13 reasons why category of yeah. like it's it grief porn. Mm-hmm. Like just bad shit just keeps happening over and over again. Again, I, again, I will completely cop to I'm, I'm sort of speculating because I haven't watched this show, but based on the description based on other programming that I've seen, seems like that's what it is. It's just like, wow, look at how fucked up these kids are. And isn't it fucked that they're fucked like this? And like, it's like, uh, all right, cool. Like, I don't think this is a good, it doesn't sound like it's a completely accurate representation of, of adolescent life in the United States or, or anywhere right now. But I got it. What do I know? I'm 32 years old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what a 17 year old are doing right now. Yeah. Sean's son might know. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. 17, 20 years ago. <laughs> the the children watching it, it really blows my mind because I, I just looked it up. Uh, and I want to ask you guys, did, did you watch The Sopranos when you were younger? Yes. I've seen 15 minutes of The Sopranos, nah. and it was during the pandemic. <laughs> um, because The Sopranos aired Sunday nights, 9, 10 o'clock. I would not let my child under the age of about 14 watch The Sopranos. True Blood airs Sunday nights, 9, 10 o'clock. I would not let my child watch True Blood before the age of, say, 14. Euphoria airs on Sundays at 9 o'clock. You know that time slot when it comes to HBO are these more adult, mature shows your kid should not be watching this. So if you're worried about how it's going to be affecting your kid, your kid under, in my opinion, the age of 14, 15 years old, should not be watching this show. Just So then to answer this question, who is this show for? Uh, teens over the age of 15 years old. Teens and older over the age of 14, 15 years old. To show them, hmm. this shit happens. This is kind of what the world can be, kind of. But it's also this is a this is a a drama show. It's a drama series, so it's not all factual, but it's all the like this show is could be 
could be life if you get into this shit. Yeah, I, I would have to watch it before I definitively say who yeah. I think this show is for because it's all purely based on the speculation. But like it, depending on the direction they go and how much they get into certain things, I could see it being. I wouldn't say necessarily for targeted for 15s or 16 year old kids. I could see it potentially being like, hey, useful information, but maybe not all of y'all watch it. Or then maybe like 18, 19 for either. Yeah, fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's hard yeah, to it's, say. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like, there's only so much you can say about when you haven't watched the show. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of at. Well, like, it's I'm just... trying to come up with a take on it. I'm like, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, Sean? It's, so it's like, the, the problem is like, it's hypergraphic for a 14 or a 14 or 15 year old so like it's not for teens so i th- I think it's for like like the 18 to 22 year old like that's the prime age you're out of you're out of high school and you can watch this like drama like dramatization of like this crazy high school mm-hmm. that like you would like you assumed existed as like mm-hmm. the underbelly of your high school yeah but you were like too nerdy or whatever yeah, there is. I'm sure that there is elements of that, but again, I'm, I'm thinking back to 13 Reasons Why, and like all of these shows that like really dramatize and darken up the the high school experience. Like the part that baffles me is just how to to make that world a reality, the authority figures have to be a, 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 a level of inept that would that would send them to jail <laughs> in order to allow this to happen. Like the thirteen reasons, why. like 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 that, the, like that the the children have the savvy and the know how of like, you know, to to like a like a Tony Soprano, for example, and yet no one around them picks up on it or cares. Like I'm sure that there are some instances where that happens, and you know that's where the the line is drawn between the reality and the fantasy. But every in order for a world like euphoria or a world like a 13 reasons why or something like that to exist or even like i don't know um like veronica mars back in the day like it requires authority figures with a with a with a an awareness level of zero <laughs> to allow something like that to happen it's not realistic for no fi- for no stop gaps to work like I could see like one parent being like, "Oh yeah, it's fine. My kid does a bunch of cocaine. No big deal." But like <laughs> every parent would have to have to be fall into that category in order for this to work. And 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 I think that that might be where I slightly disagree, or maybe just splitting hairs. All right, Thir- thir- thirteen reasons why was more so just this one person is massively falling through the cracks, and there's all the stuff that's splinters well, out that, from there like, that like, she's like, a, like the again not to get away with all plot 13 reasons why but the perpetrator of the crime against the person who ended up taking her own life mm-hmm. uh like all those people like the the jock characters the stereotype characters like those parents also have to like there's a a, a harsh level of oversight that doesn't exist in that in that show for for the for the villainous characters i guess yeah, I, but again, maybe yeah. I'm not. Maybe I'm naive. Again, I have, I have. Oh, I don't. I haven't been naive. in high school for at least you know three to four years, so it's hard <laughs> for me to say. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess my years. point. I guess my point was more so. 
I don't think it's that widespread. It's more so that the shows are just focusing, focusing, focusing focusing specifically, focusing specifically on these things. Less of a, hey, this is happening everywhere, and more like, this is just the thing we want you to learn. Sure. Sure. I, I it's taking it's takeaway. taking problem like it it's it's distilling all of the problems that could face somebody of that age group into Tits. like one small community. So Tits. it's making them all representative. So yeah. Uh, anyway, this, that's an incredible discussion we've had on the show <laughs> that I think only two of us have seen. No, uh, only one of us has only seen. Only one of us has, has, has been one, present one in the room seen. while it's been playing. Yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, <laughs> so we. we it's like a 15-minute discussion on that. Yikes. Uh, Sean, what is next? What is your favorite joke? Finally, a clean transition. Uh, Have you heard of the joke? aristocrats? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the wife starts fucking his son. Uh, oh. The father says the aristocrats. Sorry, it's like really good Gilbert Gottfried. Rip Bob Saget. Um, uh, rip. Uh, what is your favorite joke? Where does a king keep his armies? Where? In his sleeves. In his sleeves. <laughs> God damn it. I, we basically mm. did this before, but I'm going to do it again. Knock, knock. Who there? Who's there? Orange or banana. Shit. (laughs) You fucked up your own joke, Richard. Wow. Uh, Aren't you glad I didn't say (laughs) banana? Yeah, a man walks into a bar and he tells the bartender, Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? (laughs) Messing up two jokes. We have uh, done this before, yeah. which is why I already knew what Rich's joke was and what Sean's yeah, joke was. Yeah, aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Uh, the army and sleeveys. What What did you say when we had this question before, Tim? Or do you have a different one now? I don't remember. I'm going with a different one because I guarantee I've never said it on the show. But it's one that it's always like, oh, this is a gross joke. But I also find it entertaining. Um, so Vampire walks into a bar. Bartender says, "What do you uh, What are you having?" It's like I'd like a pint of O negative. It's like okay. Another vampire walks in. It's like, "What are you having?" It's like, "Ah, oh, I'd like uh, a positive." All right. Third vampire walks in. What can I get you? It's like, "Oh, I'll take a glass of water." Bartender is very confused. He's like, uh, "You don't want any? You don't want any blood? You're a vampire, right?" Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but I found a, I uh, used tampon in the alley, so I'm making tea. <laughs> oh, my Christ. No. Oh, Gross. no. Ladies and gentlemen, <sighs> I learned this joke when I was in third grade. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I've told mine before. I, I told the the one about the, check, the checks in the mail joke. Uh, I've done the, boy, the, oh, or you just got off a route 78 joke or something like that, or the route 98 joke. I don't know. 
I, I don't like humor. Jokes are bad. Being funny <laughs> is bad. So yeah, it's very difficult for me. Hey Matt, uh, yeah. how do you how do you drown a blonde? Oh boy, I don't know. You, you tell them it's a big glass of water or some shit like that. <laughs> it's, blondes are stupid. You put a scratch and sniff sticker at the bottom of a pool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember this now when I was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make it any less funny. Yeah, just just snatch a sniff at the bottom of the water. Uh, <clears throat> oh god I can't think of any other good ones all of my I mean, other like jokes take jokes. way too long to tell but, yeah I it's probably I used... like an Anthony Jeselnik joke like or like one of those like Jeselnik or uh, or Rodney Dangerfield like one of those like, old timey <laughs> like set up punchline kind of things like, like Je- Je- Jeselnik I always appreciated because like Jeselnik was always like offensive in quotes, but the humor was not in the fact that he was like stepping over a line, but it was in the joke construction. Yeah. Like it was always like, like, like one of the ones that like on the surface is like, <laughs> there was one that was like, yeah, I'm one of the nicest guys of all time. Like I would never hit a woman, not even if she hit me or if she had like, not, not even, you know, it, was, it was, I would never hit a woman, not even if she had a knife or a stutter. <laughs> it was like Jesus Christ, or the, the um, oh boy, anything on the Caligula album, like uh, my girlfriend you know, makes me like, want to be a better person so I can yeah. get a better girlfriend. <laughs> um, there was uh, oh, it was uh, you, you know, people think I'm a bad guy, but I actually, you know, I send fifty cents a day to a a a, a child in in a developing country. And I send them money, 50 cents a day, uh, to feed them and inoculate them and and clothe them and house them for 50 cents a day, which is nothing compared to how much it costs to send them there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's always the, like at the very end, like is it's it, it, it takes a little bit to go beyond, but is he's genuinely like he's in that like. Dangerfield, uh, Stephen Lynch. Why can't I remember his name? Uh, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. Um, say Stephen Lynch is a singing comedian. No, no, no. I, I always get those two mixed up. Stephen Wright, Stephen Lynch. But like he's in that like Stephen Wright, Rodney Dangerfield, Mitch Hedberg vein. But he's got that like I'm a bad guy kind of thing going. So a- any of those, I lo- I love those like old school like set up punchline set up punchline comedians like not just like pure observational comedy mm-hmm. Spe- speaking mitch hedberg my all-time one of my all-time favorites of his and just overall was um he's like i was i was walking down the street and i saw a duck so i walked into the subway and i was like could i get a loaf of bread and that's it and they're like sorry sir we don't sell loaves of bread it's like but it's for a duck and they're like all right here you go it's free it's like, oh fuck it! Put some pastrami and some Swiss cheese, and start saying it yeah, condiments, yeah. and it's for a duck, so it's free. I don't gotta pay for it. Yeah, yo, he's right, been on club sandwiches. Right, yeah, rice, rice is real good when you're hungry for a thousand or something. <laughs> uh, I, I, I miss Mitch Hedberg. I need to listen and watch his comedy specials again. Mm. Mm. Classics, man. Uh, Sean, what's next? Do you consider yourself tech savvy? Yes. 
Yeah. For the most part. Um like only up to like exactly what I need. Yeah. But I, I think I think we are we are all tech savvy insofar as we have the ability to adapt to technology that's like it's every like three or four years there's this huge jump forward and we've been able to keep up with it. So I think that we have we're good at at least researching. Like we're mm. good at using Google. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my extent. I've been trying to figure out doing like charity stuff on stream and things and because uh, I want to do something for Ukraine. And uh, it's just like whenever I do Google it and try to look into it, it kind of blows my mind. But like every time I look into it and try to figure it out, it gets it makes a little bit more sense on how to set it up, on how to put it in on my Twitch and everything like that. Um, so it's. It'll be a thing soon. I just still need time to look into it. Yeah, you see, it's, as Sean said, we develop like we. Yeah. You know, we start with AL once and Messenger, and like, well, we we picked up on that pretty quickly. So you know, then we moved to, yeah, MySpace and Zanga and Facebook <laughs> and Twitter, and now we're all on Rumble, right? I mean, we're all. <laughs> We're all just hanging out on Rumble <laughs> with, uh, uh-huh. with Sean Hannity, right? Is <laughs> that's where we all develop to, and you know, we'll just keep going from there. Keep following our supreme leaders to whatever social media platform they jump onto, and because we have the tech savvy to do so, uh, we won't be we won't be uh, hamstrung by the uh, the gatekeepers at liberal lamestream Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> too true. Too true. I I had to explain to somebody what Zango was yesterday. Oh. oh boy! No e props for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember how we got to that. Other than he started by calling me a slut, and I was like, "Listen, whoa, wait a minute! Oh, I had a zanga. Uh, you got the zanga from that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Matt, do you remember yeah. what my zanga name was? Uh, uh, dumbass, something or other. No, you, you and Alan oh. Shannon came up with it. Oh, oh, it's something about being a pimp, right? Yeah. It was like pimp with oh. all because it's just yeah. like I somehow I ended up with that persona. Well, you were a stone cold stud back in the day and still are, <laughs> frankly, but uh, a little more socially acceptable before you had taken the, the the heavenly vows of matrimony for you to be a pimp with all. Except I hadn't I barely dated like two people at that point. And apparently that's yeah, all man, I no, needed. Yeah, because you can't tie that stallion down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so you got onto Zanga as a result of yeah being called a slut. All right. I, I yeah, it was a it was a funny night. Remember, remember, uh, 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 instant aim, instant messenger, like their profiles where you could check the person's profile and go through, and it was like the mm. boxes it was filled out. I did the thing every guy did back then, and when it asked for sex, you write yes instead of male or female. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> Mm. Classic comedy. Yes, please. And uh, uh, I remember that never worked. No, never. (laughs) Literally, any average very low on that one. (laughs) But I, I remember my mom comes to me like maybe a month or two after I set this up, and I don't know how she found it. I think my sister found. I don't know, but she's like, Rich, we need to talk about what your AOL profile. I'm like, Mom, it's a joke, because I thought she was talking about that part. She's like, well, no, 
you have your zip code on there. You shouldn't put your information of your zip code. Like, mm. really? This is what this is about, Mom? Mm. My zip code? Of all the Would things I wrote on there? The this, is about, mm. this is about the zip code? Where only my friends see this, so they know my zip code? She's like, oh. Okay, I'm like, yeah. Well, about the sex thing. Just, Mom, just leave it and go. <laughs> That sounds like your fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah ultimately. Uh, but the answer is yes, I would consider myself tech savvy. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's been my most uh, useful feature in going to between multiple companies is the quick acclimation to whatever system I'm supposed to be using because all of them are broken to some extent. It's just how do I work with this broken thing? And how do I get IT to understand that I'm not just a f- some other fucking idiot. So when I say, yes, I did all of the troubleshooting and something else is wrong, they don't just waste their time doing all of what I already did and just go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can, put a hard, I can put a hard drive into something like nobody's business. Dude, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a hard drive installing machine. <laughs> so it's my desktop, the PlayStation, my wife's laptop, put a solid state hard drive in there. Well, bam! <laughs> oh, oh, you're installing a solid right state in. hard drive. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, solid state hard drive, baby. Uh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm again, a, it's it's selective. I'm a little bit more better with software than I am hardware. Understanding tech specs of hardware, it, just, it doesn't come to me. But software and programming and writing things, I can figure that out pretty easily. Hmm. All right, so we're all tech savvy. Yeah. We can do this. Hell yeah. We're, we're an killing it, bros. Us. Let's do it. Uh, what's next, Sean? What is the worst nightmare you have had? I don't know. Whatever the most recent one I had was. <laughs> Always the most recent. The recency bias. Yeah, no. Mine is from uh, 2002. Mm. Which the only reason I remember is because I woke up screaming and I remember who my roommate was at the time. Uh, I, uh, so yeah, 2002, I had a nightmare that was super, super vivid and felt like it was real life. Sitting in the living room in our townhome in Fraser. Me, my mom, my stepdad. I don't think they were married yet. Doesn't really matter. Um, but they were together and... My grandfather and my sister, we're all just chilling in the living room, watching TV. Someone rings the doorbell. My grandfather gets up, for whatever reason, to answer the door. And then two guys in ski masks come in. The first one kicks him in the chest to make him like f- go backwards. And then before anyone can say anything, they just shoot him like 30 times. With uh, like an Uzi or something. And then run out of the house. It's like there was no point to it. My dad, or my stepdad, because it was it was his dad. So my step-grand, whatever the fuck it is. He's my dad. <laughs> um, starts bawling. A man who was not an emotional person. It, it, like does not wear his heart on, on his sleeve by any stretch. Uh, not that he doesn't have emotions. So like. In my dream, seeing him crying was already fucking weird and, like, kind of terrifying. 
And somehow my immediate reaction was to go into the kitchen and go into the drawer where normally there is forks, knives, and silverwares. And for whatever reason, there are two Uzis uh, Mm. at which I take them out and start chasing these assholes down the street, screaming my head off. uh, And then I wake up screaming my head off. Yeah, that, that was the worst nightmare I've ever had. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Everything after that is just like, oh no, I'm in a car crash again. Damn. Mm. <laughs> Rats. Rats. Indeed. Uh, Sean, what was the worst nightmare you ever had? Um, I remember having this nightmare, and I don't know if it was the worst nightmare I've ever had, but I had this nightmare where I was in my parents house with mary and we were being chased by these aliens and we went into we ran into our uh the spare bedroom and closed the door but like the aliens were able to like phase through the door kind of so it looked like you know those like things when they're behind you're like in a haunted house and somebody's behind like a piece of fabric and they like touch it all weird, and it's like, ooh, I'm coming out of the wall. <laughs> like from the Frighteners? Yeah, exactly. So like that. <laughs> and then, and I woke up with like, oh. <laughs> and so, the, it wasn't the scariest dream I've had, but it's the only one I've, I've ever woken up from yelling, like yelping. So, hmm. most visceral reaction to a dream I've ever had. I've had dreams where I talk in my sleep, but it's usually like they're not nightmares necessarily. There's just a point in a dream where I will realize that like somebody is asking me a question and I'm not answering in the dream. Like the dream is not prompting me to actually say anything. And so I realize I have to say something. And the moment I say something, I wake up. So I'm like, oh, God, good. I'm talking to nobody. <laughs> like, it, dr- dream somebody will be like, you know, would you like, uh, it's like, uh, do you want fries? And I'll like, crickets, crickets. So I'll be like, I like fries. And suddenly realizing I'm saying I'm like, fr- I, I, I say I like fries into my pillow. And I'm like, God, every time, <laughs> every, every time, time just my brain pillow. just pulls the rug out from under me. It just suckers me into acting like an idiot. Uh, and this is not a problem when I slept in the bed on, on my own but i have a human uh, another human sleeping in the bed with me i share a bed with my wife now and i don't think she's noticed that i do this occasionally uh either that or she's too polite to ever bring it up <laughs> so um but uh, yeah as far as nightmares i don't know if i've had one that's just like so so scary i've had ones where like the building i'm in burns down and that's probably about as as harrowing as it gets. I've had other ones that like sort of enter like a like a movie like state where like a disaster has happened, but I get like five chances to stop it, or like a video game like scenario. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's just like the building I'm in on fire. I guess just add fire to whatever, and it makes <laughs> things uh, infinitely worse. What about you, Rich? I I don't often have memories in my dreams. Like sometimes I do on occasion. Um 
And it's like, I do remember, and this was years and years ago, I had a recurring, like, a recurring zombie apocalypse dream that was pseudo-nightmarish, like, terrible shit happened during each one. Can't remember specifics. Um, but throughout all of these conversations, I do go back to, uh, at least when I was, like, five or six. Maybe even younger than that. Um... And I think this feeds into my slight fear of or anxiety about the dark or the fear of the dark. Uh, when I was younger, I slept on the top bunk of the bunk beds with my brother. And we lived in these apartments, uh, actually apartments behind my house. And um, I just remember waking up one night, probably we bedtime was like nine. So probably around like 1130 ish, something like that. I just remember waking up and looking, and you know how, like, if you close your eyes really tight, you see, like, the, it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys see it, actually, like, a kaleidoscope effect, where, like, you, like, I, it's hard to explain. Tim's shaking his head that he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I vaguely, this sounds vaguely, it's like, weird. So, I think I know what you're going a for. Weird set of colors and stuff, yeah. because you're getting a little bit of light, but you're also fucking with your eye a little bit, so yeah. it's just like, I don't know what's going on. So I woke up and I was looking at like the head of the bunk bed and getting that kaleidoscope effect. And I don't know if it was a combination of whatever dream I might have been having. Plus that, I just started screaming. <laughs> I have this vivid memory of me waking up in the middle of the night screaming. Somebody comes and gets me out of bed, brings me into the living room, calms me down. And I fall, fell asleep in the living room. Like, I can't remember any other nightmares, or I don't have vivid memories of any other nightmares, but that is one thing that, like, I think has always fed into, like, maybe my fear of the dark as well. Just, like, that memory, that instance. I don't know. Dreams are Any other bad nightmares? Horrifying, terrifying nightmares. Super spoops. Big old spoops. If we don't have any, we can move on to the next question. I know Sean's got some. Uh, if you were ice cream, what flavor would you be and why? This is not your favorite ice cream, but your identity as ice cream. Hmm. Pistachio. Because I'm a little bit nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to uh, say that same thing. <laughs> hey, <laughs> You guys are corny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I got those dad jokes on lock, baby. <laughs> You ready for this? I am so ready, man. Oh, God. Um, uh, I would just be Italian wedding ice cream. It would just be all the ingredients of Italian wedding soup in ice cream because I'm just super Italian. <laughs> Gross. You could just say gelato. <laughs> you know what? Why Why? Why go, with, <laughs> why go I, way <laughs> off the board with wedding soup? <laughs> because it's funnier. Yes, and come on, Matt. <laughs> Italian wedding ice cream. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Foul. I would I would be I would be gelato because I'm just super Italian. You went um, so far off the board. <laughs> my initial Italian thought soup. My initial thought was just, oh, I'd be vanilla ice cream with Italian seasoning on it. But I just was like, you know what, let's just go further with this. Let's just go further. I would. God damn it. 
I would be a roll of Capicola stuffed into a waffle. <laughs> that would be delicious, and you know it. it would, no, I, I, I know it would not. I know it would absolutely not be delicious. Capicola. Well, I guess if you put, I guess if you put mustard and and uh, and and yeah, give it, give it some fixins. I think you could, you could get there. You could make a savory waffle cone and put like. I can figure it out. So it's Europeans too much of a fucking stretch. The it's Europeans what, do all those savory desserts. What's what's a crepe but just a savory? Uh, 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 nope, nope, soft nope, ice nope, cream nope, cone. nope, 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 <laughs> nope. You're wrong. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, first, I mean, yeah, I was gonna go with you for a second, but first, you said that crepe was a, a, a had to be savory, and B, you said what is a crepe if not an ice cream cone? Uh, and I, now we're way off the beaten path. So Rich would be uh, Italian stereotype cone. Um, <laughs> Tim, what ice cream would you be? What flavor? Uh, I'm thinking like either Irish cream. Or uh, I know they make Irish whiskey cream, which is normally paired with salted caramel, and I hate that idea. Uh, but ju- but just because like I don't think I would necessarily have any sort of super strong flavor, uh, despite my country strength. But I'm not. I, I don't think I'm that overpowering of a person, outside of physical muscles. Uh, but mm. personality wise. <laughs> And yeah. like the like the, the smoothness of an Irish cream, uh, I think fits some of my laid backness. Uh, and then the whiskey, because like, duh, duh, duh. I mean, why, why have ice cream if there's not liquor in it? <laughs> right. What right. is the point? What ever, Irish? Ever, what kind of Irishman would I be if I didn't have alcohol in my ice cream? Every food or beverage is just another vessel to get alcohol into your veins. <laughs> I get it. Fact. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Uh, Sean, what ice cream flavor would you be? I think I would be Moose Tracks because I'm like kind of basic, but every like once in a while, you'll find one of those little <laughs> peanut butter <Sneaking> cups. <laughs> and it's like a little nice. taste of heaven. <laughs> mm. Every once in a while. But not all the time. Hmm. Sometimes it's just regular. <laughs> I think Sean I'd be is... cookie dough for that reason because it would be like moose tracks, but even more predictable. <laughs> <laughs> like you got like the change ups, but you're just like, uh, okay. I mean, I still was kind of expecting that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wasn't expecting it there, but I was in fact expecting it. So there you go. The Matt Casnell story. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting. I was expecting I was... it, but not there in this moment. <laughs> Basically, the deal. See, oh, my brain went instead of not there in this moment. It's like not there. Oh, great. Back to the shit jokes. Love it. Back to this this third grade toilet humor that I simply won't stand for here on the Brose podcast. Yep. Mm-mm. No, no. All about it. Mm, any other ice cream flavors you guys would be? Nope. No. No, because everything else is just based on ice creams I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I'd be able to really say, <laughs> I, like, I am this thing. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not double Dutch chocolate or anything. Like it's just not gonna happen. It's no, delicious, you're, but it's you're vanilla bean. Yeah, because that's the worst one. Super white, and the the the, the beans you grow like a bean stuck. Yeah, <laughs> you, it's like you, the strong bread of ice cream flavors. Yeah, like it's a whatever. Great. Yeah. Also, Tim, I looked up country ice cream, and there is a sounds terrible. there's an ice cream called country style ice cream. Um, so it's, it sounds like, like it's just Illinois. It's probably non pasteurized milk with the <laughs> extra chunks still in it. What is that kind that like, is it bluebell? The kind that's made in like Dallas or, or not Dallas, but just Texas in general. Like it's special to, to Texas. I don't know. I have no is idea. It, like, the, it's allegedly like the greatest ice cream of all time. I think it's called bluebell, but I could be making that up. Because Bluebell is a town in Pennsylvania as well, but uh, <laughs> but I, I, there's like a, a super oh, um, it's like the it's like the carry gold of ice cream. Brewsters, right? Is it Brewsters? Brewsters is one of them, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay, um, uh, Bluebell Creamers. I thought it was ah, boy. Dutch chocolate, homemade vanilla. They look cool. I think that's Millennium what it is. Bluebell, Crunch. Bluebell Creamers. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them, but they're always stupid expensive, so I've never bought one. I think that's part of that part of the appeal. It's like it's it's like a once in a. It's the same re- like uh, that's the reason I brought up Kerrygold. Like Kerrygold butter is like one of those butters that like yeah you can get in the store. It's like twice as much as getting just the regular store brand butter. But oh boy, when you get that Kerrygold butter, uh, you can you can genuinely taste the difference. And I've never had Bluebell ice cream before, but I have I have read that that is the. That is the the gold standard for it, for ice cream. It is named after the native Texas bluebell wildflower. Ooh, the more you know. So the next time you're uh, held up at gunpoint on your way home from uh, from a show, and they're like, "What what is the basis of the bluebell ice cream name brand?" You finally can tell them because uh, Pennsylvania Sean, had blue balls on lock. No, <laughs> then you die. Uh, Sean, <laughs> where's it? Next? You die. You, you die telling your sweet blue balls joke. Guy <laughs> 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 going out doing what you love. Um, uh, what's next, Sean? Do you work better in a group or by yourself? By myself, for sure. I, I just, I hate relying. And other people to get things done. I would much rather just wait for myself to wait wait till very last minute and do it all myself. Half-assed or not, it's still getting done my way. Um, I had I was talking to you guys before. I was working up until we just started recording today at eight o'clock, and um, a lot of that was waiting for other people to get done portions that like I could have gotten done a lot faster if I, if I weren't waiting for them. Uh, and they just, they were kind of incompetent and not really knowing what they were doing. So, much rather do it myself. It's hard to say. It depends on the project. Uh, generally, I would say me, but I, I don't know. I don't know how many people would say that they work better in a group than alone. I think, I, 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 again, maybe this is just me taking my preferences and and 
casting aspersions on everyone. But I feel like it's either like you work best when you're alone or you work just as good in a group than you do when you're alone. I guess maybe you get distracted if you're alone and like you need other people to sort of write the ship a little bit or you're just not good at what you're doing and you need the group to kind of pick you up. But I think generally, if you have like a baseline level of competence in the task that you're trying to accomplish or the project that you're working on, you're either just as good in a group as you are individually or you're better individually. So I guess I'll lean. I'm better on my own, but I'm good in a group. I'm fine. I'm in there. I, I can handle it. I can delegate. I can take a step back when need be. What is that? <laughs> Uh, I think that was a motorcycle leaving the uh, Harley Davidson plant. You have a Davidson plant near you? Yeah, it's like a stone's throw away from our apartment complex. Are you uh, looking to get back into it? <sighs> I mean, call I did. The, they call the open road. Listen, uh, t- Tim, Tim, Tim Hansen, former motorcycle rider. Uh, I did like get donning the helmet again. I did get my North Carolina driver's license today, and I did ensure that they carried over the motorcycle classification. So well, well, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Martha right and I there. made a deal: house first, then motorcycle. Okay, All so right. it might it, it might be like another two, three years, but it's it's mm. responsible. That's responsible. Uh-huh. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna start uh, texting you daily now. Get a motorcycle, and that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna start sending you like like development land that you can buy and technically count as a house. <laughs> yeah, this, is, a, this is one of those. Uh, this is a flip opportunity you can buy for you know like four grand. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> take have, care of this and then go get a motorcycle. I'll have my dad text me a selfie every time he's riding his bike, so I can send it to you. Like this could be you. Yeah. All right, it's a coordinated effort to get Tim back into motorcycle riding. Yep. Uh, but what about working in a group or working individually, Tim? Do you work better uh, in a group or on your own? So I was going to answer this differently up until your very succinct description of, is it really better in a group or is it just you're already the same? Uh, that I wouldn't have thought of that until you said that. And honestly, I completely agree. Uh, the only thing that I would, the difference of me when I work in a group is my, I enjoy being able to delegate my, and I'm really good as a project lead. My problem is if someone is not doing their shit and I know they're not going to do their shit, then I'm just going to be like, go away. I'm going to do your part. And you're just not part of this project, but I have to be because so it's it's like, I don't care. It is going to be more work for me to try and get you to not fuck this up. So I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to tell your boss, I just cut you out. That's fine. I'll take that hit, but no. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's more trouble than it's worth to like bring the guy up to speed or like cover up all his cover up all his uh, blemishes. Yeah, blemishes. but I I do prefer to work alone because more often than not, a lot of projects um, instead of being able to do a lot of tasks uh, at the same time, a lot of much like Rich's problem with work, he has to wait on a whole lot of things to get done before he can do his part. 
I know there's a word that I regularly use at work for being able to do things at the same time, and I just can't think of it right now, and I feel like an idiot. Multitasking. No, concurrently. So not all all tasks can be done concurrently, which I hate. So it's just like, no, like if I can do all of these things at the same time, it'd be like, all right, team, here's your plan, scatter. And then in two hours we'll come back and we will be done i love that but if it's just like well charles has to do this and then sandy gets to do her bit and depending how long sandy takes we might be able to do this on thursday but if she can't get it done by thursday then we won't be able to do it until monday and that's the shit i hate about working in that group hmm but I, but you you I think you hit the nail on the head. If you're competent working on your own, then you're usually pretty good in the group. Mm. The only difference would be if you are just a part of the group or if you are in charge of the group. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that work well alone, and then when they are put in the driver's seat, they are not good in any way, shape, or form. Sean, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I would just echo what you guys said. And we work, I work better alone because when I'm in a group, it's just my competence plus everyone else's. And I don't really like, and also you can get bogged down by one or one person or another. So like, it's easier just to work by yourself most of the time. Maybe you get like a robot to reciprocate. So you like, you can build a desk if you need to, but. Other than that, who knows? <laughs> hmm. Sometimes you need that robot. Yeah. Mr. Hey. Robot. Mr. Robot, indeed. <laughs> Mr. Robot. We have come full circle back to <laughs> episode one of this session. I love it. We there's, did it, baby. There's still one more question left. There is. It's the final question. It's the final question. Is that a song? <laughs> is that a yes i'm not getting it so <laughs> beep beep <laughs> my line was 13 percent, guys i just found that out now <laughs> when you have free time by yourself how do you spend it <laughs> uh, mixing up a batch of mac and cheese <laughs> mac and cheese is good wait has yeah, no one heard that joke before no no i've heard a couple different comedians do it in almost the same way so i don't know if it's a stolen bit or they just came to the same conclusion what does quickly mixing mac and mac and cheese sound like oh okay <laughs> Gross. Feed, you, feeding the fish? I don't understand. <laughs> Nailed it, could you, Matt. Could you explain further for Matt? I don't think he yeah. can. Yeah, Matt, take me through it. It's a masturbation joke. Who is Bation and what is he the master of? <laughs> Self pleasure. Mm, I gotcha. I gotcha. And what does that noise have to do with self pleasure? <laughs> Because right, no yeah, my self pleasure comes no. from uh, enjoying a, a full un- uninterrupted season of Frasier on Netflix. So, what are you talking about? 
Ah, uh, the finer things. Mm. Frazier, not bad. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. I mean. Uh, which could also be a euphemism for all I know. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, aside from making mac and cheese, uh, <laughs> which, come on, let's be honest. Uh, what? How do you spend time by yourself? Free time, all of your own, with nobody else? Uh, drinking alone. Yeah, with nobody else. When you drink alone, you prefer to be by yourself. I do. <laughs> I do indeed. This song is never gonna get old. <laughs> Ever. Uh, I that's um, the thing, is that like when you write a song that like has that intentionally dumb of a lyric in it, <laughs> it's going to be timeless. <laughs> like I still love that song. I still love the song I drink alone. I, uh it's phenomenal, and it's because of that. Like he's not trying to be too clever. He's just like, look. Wouldn't it be funny if I said this? And it was. It's it's been funny for thirty six years or thirty seven <laughs> years, however long it's been since he wrote it. God bless you, George Thurgood. I um, when my when the roomies go out, I will just no mac and cheese or anything, but I'll literally just go into my bedroom and close the door and keep the dog out, and just like hang out there for a little bit. Just to, like, give myself true privacy and, like, alone time. Because, like, I don't do it when they're home because he cries the entire time I'm in there. So, like, it would be a bother to them and I don't want to do that. So, at least when they're not here, I'll go in there and I'll just hang out in there for only, like, ten minutes. Give myself just, like, some true free time to scroll through Facebook. Maybe I'll watch something on my iPad and just, like actually have that literal alone time and that privacy for just a little bit and just like to refresh everything john what about you when you have free time by yourself with nobody else i don't know it happens so infrequently (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but uh probably i would just like play a video game where I don't have to, like a long video game that I, so I can get into it. Yeah. And like, cause like I, when there are people around, like I can play a game like Mario Kart or whatever, because I, it's short little bursts, but if it's a long game, I can't, you know, people are always asking me for can't stuff. settle in. Yeah. So I want to be able to like a free time. Nobody else settle into a real long game, put like four or five hours into it. Mm crush it yeah usually make something that i really is just for me so like really spicy chicken wings or something like that uh if the inspiration strikes like i'll occasionally like if i'm thinking of like song lyrics or something that i'm like oh this would be a good idea for a song like i'll write it in my phone and then not doing anything with it for months and months and months but then if i have a few minutes a substantial amount of time free time alone i'll be like I'm going to do something with this. I'll just pull out the phone and see if I can make one thing out of it. Um, and then like Sean said, just, you know, find a, a lengthier game and, or, or something that is exclusive to my interests and just settle into that and, and really fully embrace that for a span of a couple hours or something like that. Um, is not anything you know, uh, in a non-COVID world, I don't know if it would be substantially different, but 
maybe I'd go for a walk around town. Uh, but nothing. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically about it. It's not that interesting. <laughs> yeah, just want to relax. <laughs> yeah, man, chill time. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, yeah. Put her on the house for a little bit, maybe. Uh, but it's not like oh, I'm gonna go to the driving range. Like I don't have that kind of I don't have that level of interest in golf. Where I'm like, yeah, if I have some free time, I'm just gonna go to the range. You know, yeah, get a quick nine in to start the day. It's like, yeah, it doesn't have that much interest in it. Maybe I'll go shoot hoops. That's the thing is like basketball is one of those sports that like you can go around to shoot for for hours and hours, but like yeah, at some point you just you play play the sport. You know, play the game nah. with somebody. Yeah. You gotta get other human beings out there and show Gross. them how good you are at basketball. You, you forgot the air quotes. Good. How good I am at basketball? At oh, sorry. Basketball. How good I am at basketball. <laughs> how no, good I, th- I am at basketball. I, I thought it was how I'm not good I am. good at air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when to place them in All right. sentences when now. I do them in spoken word formats. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, my actual answer uh, is. Oh, we heard your actual answer. I mean, it's very benign. It's clear as day. It's, yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't need. Yeah, Tim's Tim's putting in his entry into Blacklight Olympics. My my actual answer is uh, lately reading, but uh, not necessarily books so much as uh, short stories or uh, that I find on the internet or even webtoons. If you're familiar with the app, essentially just internet comics that aren't full-blown manga but at this point in a digital world where everything is so at hand there's not much of a difference anyway Hmm. um but like uh been catching up on manga that i haven't read in years but i also just finished demon slayer like the anime is not over and i started watching the anime but then i started the manga over and read the entire manga all the way to the completion of the series it was like but the show's not over. <laughs> but I know the end now. But I yeah. I want more. My goddaughter wanted Demon Slayer manga as a Christmas gift. And I felt terrible because it was on back order right around Christmas. Like all the issues that she had asked for. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I, I was like, oh, let's look it up on five different websites and nowhere to be found. It's It honestly is a very, very, very good story. Is it okay? Yeah, and there's there's nothing that is over the top or inappropriate. There, there's no reason I wouldn't recommend it for your goddaughter. goddaughter. Yeah, How old is she now? 14, That's because her idea. Hopefully, it's, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, she, it's, she suggested it. It's, it's How old a is pretty she now, safe. Uh, 27. No, she's like, what is she, 14? 14, I was going to say 14, 15, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's some language in it, but otherwise, like, nothing that would be like, oh my God. I've read one manga in my life, and it was uh, The Drops of God. My wife got it for me last year as a birthday gift. It's a, yeah, it's a manga about wine. <laughs> really? 
It was a confluence of, of various interests. It was a, it was a manga about wine. And it was uh, it was very good because it references actual wines in it. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write this down. And uh, I haven't any need to buy any of those wines in the last uh, 12 months. And they're also all very expensive because <laughs> that's the whole appeal of the, the, the series is that it's this guy who can tell the taste of wine and, and, uh, and, and get good facsimiles of really expensive wine. But even the facsimiles are super expensive because that's the whole appeal is like, Oh, look at all these wealthy people drinking all this wealthy people wine. And, uh, guess who does guess who's got two thumbs and doesn't have the money for these wines. This guy. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was entertaining. I've, was I've seen this one before. And I remember, I remember seeing the cover and I'm like, that looks pretentious as fuck. <laughs> it's quite pretentious but it's but the thing is, is it's 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 got all the tropes it's got all the is a rival that comes up out of nowhere and you know they, they hate each other for absolutely no reason at all uh so it's 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 not bad it's not bad i enjoyed it but that's that's my cool. my experience with it um and when i have free time by myself sometimes i read it just and and Put when you read it, you prefer to be by yourself, right? Sometimes I do prefer to be by myself when I read alone. <laughs> when I read alone, either with The Drops of God or The End is Near by Dan Carlin. Uh, when I read about the inevitable end society, I prefer to be by myself. <laughs> yep. I, I don't know. my own darkness. I don't know if I could be by myself reading stuff like that. The end is always near. <laughs> uh, that's the last question. Yeah, Sean? Yep, that was it. Does anyone have a closing thought or a take? I don't have a take so much as a thought or an appreciation blast uh, of okay. sorts. So um, by the time this comes out, this will be what? First week, April? Uh, like Sometime between April, be... April and August. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um... So, just, so it'll be some time. There's, no, in there's April. no time ranges on this show. I just have no idea when anything's coming <laughs> April, out. How old anything time is. is an illusion. It is a construct. It's a flat. April circle. April fifth. April fifth is this release. Um. So by this point, uh, one Mister Matt Casnell and Mrs. Kaz, Jenna Mary Casnell, Doctor Jenna Mary Casnell, will be welcoming a new member to the family. Uh, so I just want to say a. Very warm and heartfelt congratulations. Uh, He's talking about me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> this so isn't about that, you, Matt. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I missed that first part. I wasn't paying attention. Um, he wasn't so, <laughs> um, so I, I, one, I just wanted to say congratulations to you guys. I am Thanks, super buddy. happy for you. I, uh, I'm looking forward to you guys as parents, and I, you, you're going to kill it. But I also wanted to use this opportunity to Well, the say, goal is ultimately to, to not do that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. You know what I meant. And it's not an it. It's a she. It's true. It or, is. Or a It they. is, in fact, a she. Um, but my point is, congratulations. I'm so happy for you guys. And I am proud of where, from the dumbass kids we were. That's right. To uh, the slightly less dumbass adults that we are now. Mm. Uh, I'm proud of you. 
as a person. I'm going to be proud of you as a dad. Sean, I'm proud of you uh, as a dad. Thank you. Uh, to Mark Walonsky, friend of the group as a dad. To Joe to as a dad. But also mm. to Danielle, Jenna, Mary. I'm proud of you guys as parents. And just, I love you guys. Thanks. So, like, I it, it's such a big step forward into our lives and uh as far as i can tell y'all are knocking it out of the park i expect nothing less of matt and jenna and uh yeah you know just just some general love and you guys are awesome that's very kind of you um a uh, friend of the show, Mark Walensky, by the way, Loki got me the the most helpful uh book on fatherhood as a gift uh it's it's, it's just like you know the the stereotypical like you know parenting for dads and i'm like okay looking at it like it's going to be like really patronizing nonsense it's really helpful extremely <laughs> helpful a great pick by mark Walansky. uh so uh so so shout out to him and i appreciate the kind words i mean sean's uh, sean has gone to the adventure of fatherhood and i am i am uh now bound to join him on that that adventure and uh it is it is nerve wracking but exciting, and uh, I appreciate the kind words. I hope that I uh, wind up being half the parent that that your words purport me to be. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, just don't try not to drop the kid. Ultimately, this yeah. is for step number one: drop the kid. Don't drop the kid. Uh, and then, yeah, everything from there is, is kind of gravy as uh, so, so once, once there's no dropping involved because it did tend to drop things <laughs> matt you're gonna knock it out the park that's all again we want to avoid doing <laughs> I that i can't tell i think i cannot, I cannot me, stress Rick. enough i cannot stress this enough the the goal is to keep the baby within the normal it's, bounds of the household <laughs> you're 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 we, gonna slam dunk as a father in. man you're yeah, gonna yeah. slam dunk as a father it's, yeah he's <laughs> You know, just sack, sack that, sack it right into the turf. Mm. Oh, so I get for trying one? to say no. something nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, sure. it's, it's it's good, man. It's good. You got to spin it yeah. to get the the seven ten split. Yeah, yes. we are uh, from the day we are recording this. We are uh, nine days. I guess now we're eight days away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yikes, baby! Yeah, eight, yeah. eight days till another human being is in this household. There's a lot of fun stuff that you so, do, especially when you, I don't know, Sean, if you did this, you had to get the pets ready because you already had, you already yeah. had uh, another human being in the house. We sort of had to prepare the pets. Yeah. You got to bring uh, home the, the thing and let them smell it. Yep. Bring home the thing. Let them smell it. Uh, we have been occasionally playing uh, baby sounds in the house of the sounds of a baby crying through the speakers <laughs> just to get the cats used to it. So the cats then won't associate the crying with the baby because the baby the crying is a negative thing they don't want you don't want to have the cats associate something negative with the baby uh cats are not thrilled with the, the <laughs> crying sounds coming out of the, the alexa speakers in the house they are not thrilled with the uh baby stuff that we have covered in tinfoil so that they will hate crawling on it and jumping in it like they really want to uh but uh but man pieces are coming together pieces are coming together <laughs> and uh i i'm excited to meet her I, I genuinely am excited to meet her uh, after uh, communicating with her in a one-way conversation for the last uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the last eight months. Uh, excited to, to 
to to meet the lass in person. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for you guys to meet her too. Yeah, it'll happen can't, at some point. Can't wait. Uh, can't wait. After I've knocked it out of the park or killed it or done whatever with it <laughs> in the next couple of months, after that, then I will introduce her to you. <laughs> no, 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 Matt. That's why we, we can't have nice things. <laughs> I love you, man. Thank you. Uh, on the off chance, I doubt it's going to happen. But we have never had a Brose episode without the great Matt Casnell. Yeah, we also so, never had it without Rich Sweeten. So I mean, it's also it's, never had it without approaching Matt. some firsts. Um, on the off chance that you aren't able to make it to a session, the next yep. recording session is uh, the week of the the first weekend of April, second weekend of April. I think I know where you're going with this, and the answer is I don't think I'm going to be able to bring the baby up to speed in time to sub in for me. <laughs> well, I was going to say, who are you going to disagree? Who are you going to wow. pass the proverbial hosting torch to? And please don't have it be me, because ask Sean, I am a terrible host. <laughs> Tim is waving his hand wildly. But, you know, it, it is one of those things. You know, they say that, like, the best presidents are the, the people who um, will – the people who are most qualified to be president are the people who will never run for president. Um, I feel like it's kind of that way about the hosting chair. Um, the people who are the most interested and the most excited for hosting the show. <laughs> uh, Tim's walking away. <laughs> Tim walking away to, to consider some of the... Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, it was a little bit far away. Uh, we got some time between yeah. now and then to figure it out. Uh, maybe a little hosting by committee. Maybe we'll do uh, like they do at the Oscars. Like they just decided one year uh, they found that Kevin Hart wasn't a particularly big fan of the LGBT community, so they kicked him off and they decided they weren't going to have a host. And they just didn't have a host for a few years. Maybe it'll be like that. See, if, so this is a rotation. It, Tim, I'm afraid that if you are host, the episode will be 15 minutes long. <laughs> like, All right, let's sure. go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, excuse you, 13 and a half. Yeah, okay. I'm Tim. That's Rich. That's Fred Sean. This is Brose. We're drinking some wine or some shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> look, man. I... Yes. No. Purple. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> Done. Yes. Listen, by nature yes. of having one less person, it will already be faster. <laughs> Yes, no, um, season thirteen. Uh, the Jews, the Amish. Uh, it's it's a it's a gold tablet worth four grand. Oh, I was wrong. Shit. Um, John Smith anyway, made it all up. I'm, I'm, John, John Smith made it all up. Uh, people should be better drivers. Follow me on Twitter. Boom. Done. <laughs> and also, I'm pretty sure we've had entire episodes without you, Tim, that were longer. Than the average. Correct. <laughs> Correct, because I'm not there to keep it moving, and I'm also not one, depending on the topic, not typically one of the most verbose. Did you spend like an hour and a half talking about like North and South earlier tonight? <laughs> Mr. Guardrails over here. <laughs> or, or Euphoria, the show that I haven't watched. Yeah, yeah I haven't watched this show, but let me tell you, I, I, got, a, I got a tight 15 on Euphoria. <laughs> Uh, we'll figure all that out later, but, uh, in yeah, the meantime, yeah. people want to see, uh, people want to see any more of your euphoria takes on Twitter, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. Uh, I love you all guys. Uh, what about you? <laughs> too, bud. At, uh, B underscore walnuts. How about you, Sean? At, hey, it's S-O-B. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. 
That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, as an added note, I haven't seen Sean for like three hours. Uh, it's been he hasn't shown up. He's uh, been flipping you off the entire time. The whole I time. Don't, I, don't, I don't doubt it. The only reason I want to see it is to make sure he's still doing it because I want to make sure he's committed to the bit. <laughs> Double um, birds turned up to 11. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com at her shop there. Uh, and our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, guys, it's time for some plugs. Uh, Rich, what is going on with your streaming, your, your podcasting, your what have you? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts for uh, video game streaming and general chills. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and sometimes Fridays from 7 to 10 Eastern time. Uh, also check out um, Facebook.com slash OneQuestOnline or just go to www.one-quest.com. And uh, you can find our socials and links to all of our podcasts, both PodQuest, the nerdy talk show where we talk about that week's uh, nerd news and hot topics, as well as a potential bi-weekly quote book club that's how you do quotes matt as well as bonus action the uh tabletop podcast where uh i dm a DD game with sean and a bunch of friends and i make them trip on mushrooms word this is a much more interesting show than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> uh sean when you're done tripping on mushrooms uh you also throw some frisbees correct yeah i do at ob disc golf everywhere except instagram where it is ob underscore disc golf I co-host the Taste Fakers Music Podcast with my brother Alex Casnell. Uh, we are working on season two right now. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Carol King is involved in some form or fashion in season two. That's like that's called a tease right there. I'm not even going to tell you what we're comparing Carol King to. But man, uh, God, Tapestry is such a good album. It's such a good album. If you Look, man, we're going to talk about Carol King at some point. The same way we're going to talk about uh gene krupa and benny goodman and how they influenced black sabbath uh or cindy lopper and how she influenced the the punk pop band bad cop bad cop that's all coming in season two but for now go back and listen to season one uh we got eight episodes where we take two albums from pop music history and find a way to link them together we discuss the history of the bands the artists the albums we discuss the music itself we have a damn good time doing it it's a taste fakers podcast it's on apple podcasts Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Deuces. Uh, for Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. Uh, my name is Matt Casnell saying, Duff Man is here to refill your beard. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be smart about being stupid.